Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for October 3rd. How is everybody? My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes, I know I say this every week. For the love of God, I need to start doing a better job with those TikTok videos. I really need to do a better job with those TikTok videos. I fucking love TikTok. Oh my God, it is probably by far the app I spend the most of my downtime on. Are the little ones that I have. Um, yeah, so I will start doing that. You know, weird day to day. We got the Preakness going on. We got UFC. We got college football. We got no MLB playoffs today. We got no NBA, no NHL. Um, college, NFL tomorrow. Obviously, the big story out of the NFL was Cam Newton's not has COVID nineteen and. Us at ETOF21 Sports want to wish Cam nothing but the best with the big announcement that he does have COVID-19. Hopefully him and his family and everyone is going to recover and be healthy. Um, how is this going to affect the NFL? Obviously, the Patriots game is going to get pushed back. Schefter from ESPN is reporting it's going to be pushed back to Tuesday, so Tuesday night football in Kansas City. But let's think about this. From everything I've read and I've asked a couple of my friends that are nurses, they told me that it takes about two days for if you're in contact with me and I have COVID, it takes about two days for it to show up in your system, okay? So that means if Cam got it, today is Saturday, that means on Thursday he had it but he didn't know. So he was in the facility Thursday, Friday, Got tested positive, came out today. So let's say tested po- they got the results back today. So that means there's two days when Cam Newton was in the Patriots facility and interacting with people while he had COVID-19. Did he give it to him? How close was he? I don't know. I don't know and probably will never find out. But it wouldn't surprise me if that more Patriots ended up testing positive for this and this game was switched to a later date. Again, at the beginning of the NFL season, I was quite adamant, you guys need to have double buys. Why do we need to have double buys? This is exactly why. COVID was coming regardless. This thing is spreading through a rapid, like a wildfire, and if someone has it, other people are going to get it if you're close to it. So obviously, I don't think that game is going to be played if... You have people in the um, either one of those in season long or um, fantasy start coming up with a plan B because the worst thing that could happen is you have someone like Mahomes in your season long fantasy and he doesn't play and it's Monday and you're scrabbling for a quarterback and everyone in your league has Rodgers and... um, Ryan, so you guys at least need to get ahead of the eight ball a little bit and start thinking about what you can be done in terms of having a quarterback or a player on your roster in terms of that. Like I said, obviously, I just don't think the game is going to be played. Nextly, let's look at the Thursday night game. Oh, my God. I just need to go back to the one guy. There is one guy on here that said, I must not watch enough Sam Darnold football. Anyone that knows me knows how much time I invest in film study when it comes to the NFL and the college game. I dare to say I watch 
film, a lot of film. I don't know how much other people watch, but I know compared to people on the spectrum that aren't like scouts, I watch a ton of film. And Colin Cowherd posted this picture how Sam Darnold was a top 10 quarterback talent-wise. Okay. And I said he had no idea what he was talking about. This guy went on and said that Darnold makes one to two good throws every single game, and that's why he's on the list. So this guy said, I didn't know what I was talking about, basically. Okay, so Sam Darnold, if he was that good, that talented, he would elevate the people around him. Did he elevate the people around him on Thursday to be a Denver Bronco team that was playing, A, a third-string quarterback, B, missing one of their best defenders in Von Miller, and D, missing their best cornerback, who's out to end injury. No. Sam Darnold does not elevate anyone around him. He has not made anyone around him better. He is not that guy. He is just a guy. And I've been adamant, I've said it since day one, like I'm saying it with Tua, Sam Darnold is not an NFL quarterback. He is not that good. He doesn't elevate anyone around him to better levels. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, my boy, Brett Ripken, an undrafted free fucking agent from Boise, went in on the road, and he fucking outplayed him. He outplayed fucking Sam Darnold, Thursday night, standalone game, national television. And why isn't anyone talking about it? Why isn't anyone talking about it? Ripken looked good. He knew he was going to get hit, stood in the pocket, took the hit. Granny makes some bad throws at the end that put the Jets in the position to actually try to win the game. But he did what he had to do. He made, he, I love how he stands in the pocket, made some good throws. Patrick's definitely a factor in fantasy football now. The guy that Patrick's the guy that took over for Sutton. But I mean, it's it's just amazing to me how anyone can watch that game and say to me, Darnold is this guy. I have never seen a guy get more pass on being average and everyone talking about his potential than Sam Darnold. It literally blows my fucking mind how much love Sam Darnold gets from everybody. Everybody. And then the next thing is. How does Adam Gates still have a job? I mean, this guy is just living off the fact that he was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator back in the Colts days. And he just keeps on getting these jobs and he keeps on just, just wasting these organizations, setting these organizations back. He's not that good of a coach and he's proven that. And the Jets are just kind of in that cycle. So what's going to happen right now with the Jets? Let's look at him. Jets had Jamal Adams, arguably one of the best safeties in the world. But traded him to Seattle, got a great return for him because they traded him because he didn't get along with his coach. Okay. Now the coach is gonna probably get fired, is is gonna get fired at the end of the year. Now your quarterback, who I've gone on record saying numerous times he's not that good, and he's not an NFL quarterback is going to be with another new coach, another coordinator, another system. So my point is this. How can a team break this cycle? How? 
I've seen a lot of people say the Jets should not trade Trevor Lawrence, draft Trevor Lawrence. My question for you is this. What in the world film are you watching if you can look at Sam Darnold and say, hey, this is the guy that can get us in the playoffs, win games, and get us to the Super Bowl? I have not seen one ounce of film that shows me Darnold will do that guy. I've seen film that says Trevor Lawrence will do that guy, be that guy. And if you're not trying to win a Super Bowl, why the flying fuck are you owning a team, coaching a team, being the GM, whatever of a team? Why? Exactly. Exactly. That's what these teams are trying to do. So I'm from the furthest belief. If you have a chance to draft Trevor Lawrence as the Jets, you have to take that fucking draft pick. If you do not take that draft pick, the cycle is just going to keep going. The Jets have a chance to change their cycle, and they need to fucking change, take it. In terms of the Broncos, I definitely think Rick Ripken needs to be the guy moving forward until Locke is there. Um, like I said, he looked in control, stood in the pocket, made the throws. Granted, his arm talent really isn't there, but to throw in the tight windows, and that was shown when he threw into a tight window a couple times, it got picked off in the fourth. But Shermer is smart enough where he can design an offense to be able to get the wide receivers in space, tight end in space, and take advantage of Ripken's skill set. Melvin Gordon looked great. I mean, granted, he did have that one big run that screws the stat line. But this Broncos team, it's still, it's still until overall the defense starts doing a better job, getting the quarterback and in coverage, which is going to be hard because they are missing their best corner, and the offensive line, which they did, but granted they were playing the Jets, protects the QB. This team is going to be greatly underachieving from when I where I initially thought they would be this year. But yeah, it was an interesting game. Like I said, we uh, hit the Broncos plus one and a half, which again, the weirdest line move in the world. Like Jeff Griscoll's with four and a half fucking points. Who's overreacting that much? Yeah, and which food of thought, okay? Jeff Driscoll, who sucks, <laughs> isn't playing. The line goes from Broncos minus three to Broncos plus run. The Saints are without their best pass rusher, their two best cornerbacks, and their best offensive lineman, and the lines move a point. And that doesn't tell you how people misconstrued stuff while betting football. I don't know what does. I have no idea what does. Because that stuff right there has a bigger effect on the game than Jeff Driscoll not being there versus him being there for the Broncos. And that's what people really have a hard time, hard time seeing and understanding. Also, I finally fucking got paid from five dimes. Oh my god, that was a grind. And the thing that the thing that gets me the most is a if this was the plan, if this was the plan, why are you screwing your customers? Granted, I know they're entering the US market and that's their big thing that they want to do, they want to enter the US market. But us people that have been with them for a while. I mean, I would have not put my fucking Padres future there, my Rays future there. The, like, I, that that right there, I'm never going to get back. And I had Padres 55 to 1, Rays 30 to 1, gone. I just got refunded, tough shit. And Tony's wife, I'm spacing on their, her name. This was allegedly the plan all along. So if this was the plan all along, why not just alert your customers so your customers know what the fuck is going on? I mean, that's the thing that really upsets me about this whole five dimes thing. And I mean, I'm, I don't mean to sound like a bitter old man. I probably do, but I'm definitely not going to be entering the five dimes betting market once they do become U.S. legal. 
Because to me, I got totally dicked by him. And if I get totally dicked by somebody, I'm not going to support them. I just feel I'm lucky because some people, they haven't even fucking got paid yet. I mean, there's people from Five Dimes has not fucking paid out yet. I mean, I was on live chat every day, calling in every day. I think they finally just fucking paid me because I was such a pain in the fucking ass. They just were getting sick of everything from me bitching and everything. So, yeah, so that, so for you guys that don't have five dimes, I really feel for you. Now, as some of you guys know, I am dating this girl, and it was kind of funny. Like, I kind of went into depth yesterday with her about the level of stuff I do, what I do, the spreadsheets I have, the tracking the bets, how I use Fiverr to build spreadsheets and everything. And this girl's facial expression, when I was telling her exactly the level I'm into and what I do and, you know, why in my office right now, which he's seen, I have these like dry erase boards with all these stats and all these numbers. I have all these notebooks laying in my desk, my office area. When she finally got a taste, I think she was just insanely blown away with how the, the process. So it's going to be interesting to see if like she's going to accept everything that I do because like, like I really kind of opened her up and was she thought I did one thing and then I kind of was like, oh, I actually do this. It's going to be interesting to see like if she really accepts the process of what I'm doing and what I'm trying to build with everything that's going on between us. So yeah, that's today's show, you know, short and abbreviated show today. Sorry about that, guys. You know, two weeks from now, we're going to have a special guest on. I'm not quite going to say, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to spill the beans. Two weeks from today, October 17th, we are going to have a special guest on to talk a little fantasy. We're going to have Fantasy Football Wish List, a.k.a. Scotty, come on. Scotty and I, we've been talking fantasy for a while since COVID hit way back in March. Great guy, great follow, one of the sharpest guys on the social media platform when it comes to dissecting fantasy football. I believe he's a Washington fan, so we'll give him a pass on that for rooting for a shitty football team. But, you know, great guy, knows his stuff. He's going to be on in two weeks. I'm really looking forward to talking to him about some fantasy football. Next week, I'll be honest, guys, next week this is my birthday birthday weekend. I don't know if between hanging out with the boys, giving up a time to go out with the boys, giving up time to go out with the girl, if I'm going to have time to record something, I will do my damnedest to make sure I am able to record something. So that is it for the show. We have the Preakness today. If you guys want a Preakness bet, DM me and I will share with you who I am betting on the Preakness with. Very confident in this horse. So, loaded day, college football. You know, right now we got Missouri pending, who are down 6 to 28. We have the plus 13, and we have the money line in there. We have TCU plus the 10 and a half, and the money line, they're up 26 to 14 and a half. And then we got some other stuff pending. There's plenty of great games today. Really looking forward to see how North Carolina looks laying 14 and a half. At Boston College, I think that game could be a little interesting. Didn't make the docket, but, you know, very interesting game. Games, you know, my guys, I'll be mailing out the DFS breakdown that I do 
That should be out to you guys no later than 10.30 Chicago time on Sunday. Uh, be safe. Definitely wear a mask of anything. That's what Cam Newton has showed us with this COVID outbreak. And, you know, I will be back Monday with my Reaction Monday.